One of the most interesting things that we find by the prophets, by the Nevi'im, is how they would often take props, like physical objects or do physical weird things, to, so to speak, demonstrate physically their prophecies. And Hashem would command the prophets to do that. For instance, one of the most famous examples, the prophet Hosea. Hosea Hanavi, God commands to marry a harlot, a prostitute, an unfaithful woman. And Hashem explains why does he want Hosea to marry an unfaithful woman? A woman because so too, just like Bnei Yisrael are unfaithful. Just like Bnei Yisrael are unfaithful, Hashem wants Hosea to marry an unfaithful woman. And Hashem would literally command prophets to do these different things to demonstrate the prophecies, or as the Ran explains, to allow them to facilitate them to manifest within the physical world by the prophet doing these physical acts in the physical world that, so to speak, brings that the prophecy should manifest in physicality in an even deeper, more profound way. And so that's why Hashem had Yermia break vessels to symbolize destruction. Hashem had Yeshaya name a son Shur, Yoshuv, that the rest, the remnant, will return to symbolize the, the returning of the Jewish people. He would have the prophets do these physical things to cause it to manifest within physicality. And one of the strangest of all these episodes is the holy great prophet Yechezkel. Yechezkel Anovi, of course, was probably one of the most intense, if not the most intense prophets. Just ask, you know, Samuel Jackson from uh, Pulp Fiction. Ezekiel was quite an intense prophet to the extent that, Khalila, there are those academics, etc., that question whether he was sane, whether he was actually not crazy. I mean, he did things like lying bound up in ropes, shaving his head and striking his hair with a sword, covering his face and digging through a wall, trembling, not mourning for his wife. And then, of course, at the beginning of the book Yechezkel, in the fourth chapter, is one of the strangest acts that God tells a prophet to do, that Hashem says to Yechezkel, <clears throat> that he should build a model of Yerushalayim, a model of Jerusalem made from clay. And then God says, after that he builds this model of Jerusalem of clay, then take an iron pan, machavas barzel, place it as an iron wall between you and the city and turn your face toward it. It will be under siege and you shall besiege it. This will be a sign to the people of Israel that the prophecy that Yechezkel, the physical act, the prop that Yechezkel is doing to, so to speak, show the prophecy about the siege, that Jerusalem will be put under siege, which of course, by the way, happened on Asar Tevis, on the 10th day of Tevis, the beginning of the destruction of Jerusalem was Asar Tevis. We know that's why it's the most stringent of all fast days other than Yom Kippur to the extent that it's the only fast that if it was to come out on Shabbos and when it does come out on Erev Shabbos like this year, we fast. Because it was the beginning of the downfall of Jerusalem. It was the beginning of the siege when Nebuchadnezzar laid siege. Samach Melech Bavol al that King Nebuchadnezzar laid siege to Jerusalem. And when Yechezkel Navi was demonstrating, so to speak, this prophecy, Hashem told him to take an iron pen, machvas of barzel, and make a wall of iron, a machitz of barzel, between it and Jerusalem to symbolize the siege. And then Hashem goes on to say things even more strange. Hashem 
tells Yechezkel to lie on his left side for 390 days and then lie on your right side for another 40 days and then it gets even stranger when Hashem then says to tell Yechezkel to cook bread over feces with with the stuff that comes out in the bathroom. Hashem tells Yechezkel to cook bread with feces, all symbolizing the destruction. But what's interesting, as the Lubavitch Rebbe pointed out, the last year that he spoke on Asar Batevis in 1992, Tavshinun Beis, his, so to speak, last message for the fast of Asar Batevis was to focus on the fact that in this prophecy, Hashem commanded to, that Yechezkel to symbolize the siege of Jerusalem with iron, with barzel, with iron. And the Rebbe in the last Asar Batevis focused, what is this idea of barzel of iron? Why is the stress dafka to take barzel to take iron? So the Rebbe explained, because according to Torah, iron, barzel, is a very negative, dark, destructive thing. It's a bad thing. To the extent that Barzel iron was not allowed to be used in the building of the Beis Hamikdash and especially the Mizbeach. <clears throat> you weren't allowed to use iron when building the Beis Hamikdash, right? We knew there were many different things that we used to build the Mishkan, the Beis Hamikdash: zav, kesef, nechayshes, gold, silver, copper, but not iron, not barzel. Why? Because as Chazal say, you know what's made out of iron? What's made out of barzel? Weapons. Weapons are made out of barzel. And so iron is made to lessen the life of man. It's a weapon, it's a material of destruction, so therefore it shouldn't be used in the base of Migdash, which is about lengthening the, lengthening the days of man. And as Chazal say, that the Mishkan was built of gold, silver, copper, zav, nekesef, and nechoshef, that they correspond to Avramitzik and Yaakov, and the three base Migdashes, gold, silver, and copper, as the Reb explains in the Sichat length, but Barzel, iron, was not allowed to be used in the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash. And that's why Hashem says to Yechezkel, to Davka, take an iron mechitza, an iron wall, to symbolize the siege. And in fact, we know whenever Chazal want to talk about the seeming distance between us and God, they use the terminology, mechitza shel Barzel, the iron wall, the iron curtain. Those that know the history of the Cold War, the whole term, the Iron Curtain, comes from Chazal. That Hashem says, Mechitza shel barzel mafsik, so to speak, stops between Hashem and the Jewish people, a, a wall of iron. So iron is the strongest of all materials, but also historically, we know there was the Bronze Age, the Copper Age, the Iron Age, iron, which then became steel. Iron is the strongest material there is that could cut even rocks. And so therefore can't be used in the base of English and it was used in Yechezkel prophecy to symbolize destruction, to symbolize the siege of Asar Batevis. But then the Rebbe says something fascinating, which I don't know, as far as I've ever seen, I've never seen this written anywhere before. And, and I'm not even sure like why the Rebbe would have said this, but the Rebbe says we know Kabbalah teaches that the word barzel, which symbolizes iron, symbolizes the strength of, of descent, of impurity, of death. Kabbalah teaches that barzel stands for Bilha Rachel Zilpa Leia. That inherent in this word that symbolizes destruction is the Rosh is the acronym of our, of our matriarchs, 
Bilha Rachel Zilpaleha. And we know what Kabbalah Chasidus teaches that when Mashiach comes, Nekeva to save of Gever, that the female will be higher than the masculine. That even though in this world, the masculine seems to be overpowering and iron barzel in the masculine world is all about death and destruction. But in the female and the feminine world, which when Mashiach comes, Malchus will be higher than all the other spheres. The Shechina, the, there'll be the Nekeva will be higher than the Zachar. There'll be the Haficha Tekedusha, the transforming from darkness into light. The barzel of impurity, the barzel of destruction will be transformed into the secret of the matriarchs of the Nukva, of Bila Rachel Zilpaleh will be transformed to barzel of Kedusha. Holy iron. Holy iron. What's holy iron? Iron, like we said, is the strongest material. But barzel to Kedusha is the fact that the soul of a Jew is made of barzels, made of iron. The holiness that comes from our matriarchs, the barzel in a holy way is that our souls are so strong like iron that they could handle any enemy, any challenge. Whatever Jews have had to go through throughout the generations, the essence of our soul is so strong and so unified with God. They're like barzel, they're strong. Am of a stubborn, stiff-necked nation, which is how we survived all our enemies and everything we've gone through all the generations. That's Barzal of Kedusha. And so the Rebbe says, and I have no idea where the Rebbe gets this from. I mean, I've never seen it anywhere else. Somebody else seen this? The Rebbe says, therefore, that's why when the Beis Hamikdash, the third Beis Hamikdash will be built, it will have iron in it. It will have Barzal in it. Because even though Barzal wasn't allowed in the first base of is because Barzal brings death and destruction, but when Mashiach comes and the swords will be beaten into plowshards, that they're going to turn the weapons into, into, into tools of growth, of blessing. So then Barzal and iron will mamush be part of the base of that's so what the Rebbe says, Nasar Batevis, that Barzal will be part of the Besa Migdash, the ultimate redemption. And I can't help but thinking about the fact that this war that we, all the Jewish people around the world, we're all focused on, we're all in at some level, is called Charveis Barzal, Operation Swords of Iron. And you know, just a couple of weeks ago, National Geographic selected as the greatest archaeological find of 2023, swords of iron that were found in the Judea desert. About a month before the war started, in September, they found in the Judea desert an archaeological find that was amazing. They found swords of iron from the Bar Kochva revolt. Swords of iron they found from 2,000 years ago. Chances are that that's probably whoever gave the name for this war, Swords of Iron, Chavot Barzel, probably had in mind this find that they found a month before. And National Geographic called it that that is the find of 2023. But think about what that means. That even before the war started, the Barzel, the Chavot Barzel, the Swords of Iron, which the Rebbe is saying when Mashiach comes, that's what the Beis Amigdash is going to be built out of. And Hashem orchestrated it that a month before the war we will find in the Judean desert from the times of Bar Kochva 
2,000 years ago, when Rabbi Akiva already thought then Mashiach is coming, Hashem planted then those swords of iron that we should find now, that become the symbol, the name of this war, the last war we're going to need to fight before Mashiach comes, this war that's testing all of our resolve, our strength and our guts, what it means to be a Jew. Everything we're going through and the tests that we're having these days, it's that we should reveal the barzel de Kedusha, the holy iron that a Jew's soul is made out of. And Hashem put those swords in the desert 2,000 years ago that we should find it right before the war. And National Geographic said that that's the archaeological dig of the year. And that's what the base of Megdash is going to be built out of. Because during this war, we reveal the barzel of holiness. We reveal that holy strength that we have. And you know, Hashem told Yechezkel to make the siege, to make this model siege of Jerusalem out of Barzal, out of iron. And as the Rebbe said other times that, you know, what's the good thing about the siege when you put a city under siege, when Nebuchadnezzar put Jerusalem under siege? When you put a city under siege, nobody could go and nobody could go out. Everybody's totally stuck together. And so the Rebbe said that in a deep way, that's an union of achtos, of the unity of the Jewish people. That even though Nebuchadnezzar had in mind to lay siege, to not let Jews in and out as a bad thing, a destructive thing, but Bepnimius, it brought achtos, that all the Jewish people had to be together. And that's also what we're seeing today. Today we see there's no differences between, you know, all the differences between Jews, this kind of Jew, that kind of Jew. That's all external. At the end of the day, our enemies, the impure souls of iron, they hate all Jews the same. And this Chavot Barzal, this war of swords of iron, has put us all together in this Achtos that once again, we the Jewish people have to battle the whole world to bring our redemption, to not only exist, but to thrive and show the whole world what Jews, what Am Yisrael is made of, how we're made of iron, how all of us are Chavav Barzal, every Jew is a sort of iron. And in that schus of revealing that stubbornness that we have, that oneness with God that we have in such a strong way, like a way of iron, we should be Zoychem to see that time of Bila, Rachel, Zilp, and Leah, our matriarchs coming back with our patriarchs, when that the woman will be the crown of man, that this world will be the dwelling place of God even higher than all the spiritual worlds, with the coming Mashiach Tzidkenu, may we finally see it today, Anasar Batevis, with Mashiach in Yerushalayim.